0: Welcome back to the Sports Podcast. I'm this podcast line. Frank, we're now episode 89. It's for 89 episodes through. Now you got action-packed episode playing through. College football is back. You know what that means? College football showcase is back, and we're going to deliver you some awesome picks. This is one of the best episodes of the year. We had it last year. It was amazing. So exciting. Week one of the college football season, every season, every week, College football is the best. NFL preseason just got wrapped up. MLB summer is over. We're entering the last month MLB regular season. Are teams going to make the playoffs? Are they going to break? We're just going to have to wait and see. Stay tuned for an awesome episode number 89. Let's hop into it. Let's start with episode 89. How we always do with the headlines in the NBA? Number two pick. This year's NBA draft, Chad Holmgren, forward, Zoggin, is going to miss his entire rookie season. He was playing one of those programs. He was playing the crossover. He came up, gets to play with LeBron James, broke most of his ligaments in his foot. That's just a tough break right there. I kind of compare the situation right here to the Bull Bull situation when he played at Oregon. Bull Bull, Chael very fragile frames, both over seven feet tall, both lanky type of frames, very skinny. Maybe not as much weight put on them, but they're very very tall and they're very very fragile. Bull Bull, when he was in college, had a first amazing ten games at Oregon. Then he breaks his foot. But before he broke his foot, he was projected top ten pick. After that, he went to the second round. Now Chet Holmgren is gonna miss his whole entire rookie season. This can be viewed as a Ben Simmons situation, a Blake Griffin situation, where they come back the next year and they win rookie of the year. Which to have to wait and see this year's NBA draft class looking pretty good. With Victor Wembanyama. Imagine if the Thunder have Victor Wembanyama and, and Chet Holmgren on that rookie squad. Whoo, that's a good team right there. But that's more we'll talk about later. RJ Bear gets extended by my New York Knicks airplay. That's just amazing stuff right there. So he's not gonna be involved that Utah Jazz trade. Now there's some rumors going around that that extension ended all talks with Utah Jazz for Dolph Mitchell, but then a report came out today that they're re-engaging back in conversations. It just won't include RJ Barrett, and maybe it will may include Obi Toppin. A lot more first-round picks. We're just got to wait and see. That was about for the news in the NBA this week. Let's move to where it's NFL. We just wrapped up the preseason. So NFL preseason just got wrapped up. We're on quarterback battles being wrapped up. You see G.L. Smith getting the starting nod for Seattle Seahawks. You see TJ Watt, unfortunately, getting hurt. Hopefully you're doing your fancy football dress. Hopefully you're making the right choices. Maybe taking Christian McCaffrey. I took Christian McCaffrey. I'm counting on this year because I'm counting on Baker Mayfield also to make those right plays with Christian McCaffrey. That's about it from the news in the NFL this week. Let's merge to the MLB where we had a bunch of news. So the Yankees, everybody, still struggling. People thought, whoo, Yankees versus Athletics? This is going to be a slaughter this series. Yeah, Athletics are one of the worst teams in the past five years. Well, and what the other way around? The Athletics spanked the Yankees. The Yankees played horrible that entire series. A team that isn't playing horrible Still slumping a little bit. My New York Mets, they're playing right now against the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is game one, recording this on Tuesday. We're up 1-0 right now, which I'm really happy to see. But the offense has gotten a little bit Bad as of late. You see, Max are pitching a gem on Sunday afternoon, but the offense really couldn't do anything. I think they only had one run. So, tough stuff right there by New York Mets. We're going to get things figured out, though, in my opinion. you got the series starting tonight against the Los Angeles Dodgers, a team really keying up right now. St. Louis Cardinals, everybody. I mean, St. Louis Cardinals just going off right now. Albert Pujols get hit. Another home run. He's going to be in our did-you-know. You're just going to have to wait and see what that is. But Albert Pujols going off so far this season. I mean, everybody on this team is playing well. They're playing well. The right time. They have Nolan Arenado. They have Paul Goldschmidt, who's obviously going to win MVP. They have Jack Flaherty. They have Adam Wainwright, which however many scenes he's been that one will be, still tearing things up. Yadier Molina. This is a very, very good team, in my opinion, heating up the right time. That's about for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. All right, Squared Sports fans, ready for this one? We're doing the Squared Scream. This week's Squared Scream recipient is Nebraska head coach Scott Frost. Well, Scott Frost and Nebraska Cornhuskers took their way to Ireland to play in the Northwestern. Wildcats, everybody thought, oh, Northwestern was terrible last season, and we all think Nebraska's going to do well. They have Mark Whipple, they have Trey Palmer, they have Casey Thompson, they're going to do great this year. They do a whomp in week one. They do terrible, and they lose that game. Now, Casey Thompson played amazing in this one. Casey Thompson, the most unlucky player, maybe, in cultural football right now. Last season, played pretty well at Texas. Just got unlucky with some—got some tough breaks right there in that Kansas game. where The defense was just horrible. Offense was good in that game. Now, at Nebraska, plays amazing. Has an amazing first draft. Throws two interceptions. Both of them on very catchable passes. One of them, the first one, was a catchable pass. And the second one, easy drop by their tight end. And I blame all of this, not on those receivers. But on Scott Frost, Mark Whipple's offense played pretty well in this game. Now, if you don't know who Mark Whipple is, Mark Whipple is the former Pittsburgh offensive coordinator when Kenny Pickett was there, when Jordan Addison was there, when all those amazing players were there. He incorporated them so well, developed Kenny Pickett so well, developed Jordan Addison so well, so people thought, hey, let's take him more to Nebraska. Let's see what he can do. Then they hire the LSU wide receiver coach, and he's done amazing stuff in Nebraska so far, Bring you over Trey Palmer. Bring me over their recruit, the coolest to ever do at Crawford. Yes, that's a funny name right there. That's his real name. But funny stuff right there with Nebraska. Not doing so well right now. And this is all on Scott Frost, one of the worst head coaches in college football. He has a 34-37 and 37 record in college football. This man went 12-0 one season, and he doesn't even have a winning record. This is only his seventh season in college football. He went 12-0 one season and has a losing record right now. This isn't Casey Thompson's fault. This isn't Adrian Martinez's fault. This isn't Luke McCaffrey's fault, who used to be their quarterback, who Scott Frost ruined. This isn't Wondell Robinson's fault, who played Nebraska, who Scott Frost ruined. And it definitely isn't Adrian Martinez's fault, who Scott Frost for sure ruined and messed up his entire career. I'm not even a Nebraska fan. I love Michigan. I love seeing Nebraska fail because to game to win every year. But he messed up Adrian Martinez bad. Adrian Martinez, freshman year 2018, so much hype. All right, he gets hurt. Nebraska has a terrible season. Get a pass. 2019, they do terrible. Again, and Adrian Martinez pretty much did not do much. 2020, they bring in Luke McCaffrey, and they thought, oh, Adrian Martinez is just going to run away with the job. No, he's no longer that dark horse for Heisman anymore. Adrian Martinez, they bow it out. They don't do well. In 2021, he had some more injuries. But it's the system with Scott Frost. They tried to maybe pull Michigan like Michigan did last year where they revamped the staff and they kept Jim Harbaugh and they made the college football playoffs. They thought, hey, let's keep Scott Frost. Let's revamp the staff. Let's keep Scott Frost. We can have a winning season. Let's bring in some transfers. Well, that can work if your coach doesn't have the biggest ego in college football. I hate Scott Frost. You should too. That's my score screen for this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, top five for everybody. This week's top fives. The top five college football redemption squad everybody. This is the redemption squad for college football season. It's a new season of college football everybody. Don't worry. Yeah, start with a new clean slate. Any team, except if you played week zero, can have a winning season this year. They could be this year's UTSA. They could be this year's 2016 type of Western Michigan team. They could be this year's 2018 UCF. You never know. So we're gonna hop into it right here. My top five, college football redemption squad. People who deserve a second chance at college football, I think they're going to get this season. Number five, Mike Norvell, Florida State head coach. This is the year. They were great in week zero against Duke I like Mike Norvell. Now, last year in week one, they played amazing versus Notre Dame, and then in week two, get dud against Jacksonville State. Say, hey, we're going to win this game. And they lose on Hail Mary, and their season goes bonkers from there. Yes, they had some good upsets against yes, North Carolina. Yes, they probably could have made a bowl game if they beat Florida in that bowl game, but they couldn't in that last game. So, interesting stuff right there from Florida State and Mike Norvell. I think this is the year they play LSU week one on Sunday. We're going to have to wait to see my pick on that game. Mike Norvell, five, number four. Miami Hurricanes are it, but Miami Hurricanes really had a good squad last year. It really looked like it was all coming together. They have De'Aaron King. They have all these good stars. They have Manny Diaz back, and they play Alabama week one. I think they really just lost all the confidence right there. De'Aaron King kind of dropped out of the team after he got hurt prepared for the NFL draft. De'Aaron King isn't in the NFL. He got cut by the Patriots right away. They had Tyler Van Dyke take over. Tyler Van Dyke is looking like an NFL caliber top quarterback recruit at 2019. Tyler Van Dykes. So this is just interesting right here. You got Mario Cristobal coming over from Oregon. I don't know how they're going to do this year, but I think they're going to get some redemption. They had just a really rough year last year. Number four, Miami. Number three, Adrian Martinez, everybody, who I just talked about in square and Scream. Adrian Martinez isn't under that wacky Scott Frost system anymore. Now he's under Chris Kleiman, where he's got an amazing running back in Deuce Vaughn. He's at Kansas State, amazing running back in Deuce Vaughn. He's a good quarterback, Adrian Martinez. I'm excited to see what they can do in the Big 12. I think they can maybe even finish top three in the Big 12 this year. Sticky thing to look out for right there. Number three, Adrian Martinez. Number two, the Texas Longhorns, everybody. Quinn Ewers, it's time. Steve Roderkesian, it's time. Xavier Worthy, it's time. This was a championship caliber team last season. Now they're a championship caliber team again this season. They just couldn't put the pieces together last season. Let me explain to you. They had a good roster last season. They lost upperclassmen. They had Xavier Worthy, who was amazing. Then kind of things went off the rails. Casey Thompson didn't play so well. When Hudson Carter couldn't play so well. Now they got Quinn Ewers, everybody. This guy's a baller. And I think he does well. Number two, Texas, and number one, it's maybe college football's biggest villain, or it could be college football's biggest hero. It's the man I picked to win the Heisman last year, preseason week one, just for him to get taken out midseason. When I pick Caleb Williams to pick the Heisman, instead of him, it's Spencer Rattler, everybody. Okay, Spencer Rattler, number one on this College for Redemption squad. I'm interested to see how it goes. They brought over his tight end to South Carolina, Austin Stogner. They brought in his former quarterback coach, in Shane Beamer. So now they have Shane Beamer there, they have Spencer Rattler there, and they have Austin Stogner there. I'm interested to see how this goes. Spencer Rattler, number one, my college football redemption squad. Maybe it's a character thing with Spencer Aller. I think it was. I mean, you see those clips from high school, him just not being a good character at all, getting suspended in high school, winning the elite 11 though. He's got the talent. Number one, Spencer Rattler. That's about for my top five college football redemption squad. Leave thoughts in the comment section. That's about for top five this week. Now, didn't know, but this week's did knows. Did you know Albert Pujols? So I said it would be this week's did know. Didn't know Albert Pujols has homered off of 450 different pitchers, the most of all time. Albert Pujols has well over 600 career home runs. He's about to be at 700 for his career. But didn't know Albert Pujols has homered off of 450 different pitchers, the most of all time. Didn't know that. Leave that in the comment section. That's about did not know this week. Now, preseason NFL is wrapped up. And I have three quarterbacks, NFL quarterbacks, that are must-see TV. Let into right here. So, it's not going to be Russell Wilson. It's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to be Tom Brady. The guys you expect to see on this list. It's going to be the guys who have had rough careers so far in their career. And get a lot of hate from the media. Get a lot of hate from the fans. But I think they have a good season this year. Let me explain to you why. First one, Mitch Trubisky. You're screaming there laughing right now. I can see it. But I think Mitch Trubisky is going to have a good season this year. Now, Mitch Trubisky. Two of his four seasons starting made the playoffs. Now, his first season, I don't even know why I'm counting this as a season starting. They weren't very good as rookie season, so he didn't have a good season. Second season, 2018, they go 12-4 in the regular season. Mr. Biscay had a six-touchdown game that season. Mr. Biscay was amazing this season. And It was all under Matt Nagy, everybody. Matt Nagy, who we all hate. He would have made the divisional round of the playoffs that year if Cody Parkey made that field goal quick. if Cody Parkey was not the Bears' kicker that year, Mr. Biscay, Might even have a ring on his finger. Now you could say, whoa, you just said Mitch Trubisky might have won a championship in 2018. Mitch Trubisky might have been a Super Bowl winning champion. Yeah, I did just say that. Because Mitch Trubisky and that Bears defense was elite that year. That team was amazing. Nothing could have flaunted that team except... For Cody Parkey, I think they could have beat the Saints in the divisional round. I think they could have beat the Rams in the conference championship. And I maybe think they could have even beaten the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Now, that's a little bit outrageous there. But they only lost to the Patriots by one yard on a Hail Mary. They threw up a Hail Mary against them that season. And they missed it by one yard. Mr. Trubisky was outstanding that season. Two of his four seasons starting, Mr. Trubisky has made the playoffs. His most recent season starting made the playoffs in 2020. And he still gets hate from that season. So I really don't understand the stuff of Mr. Trubisky. He's a starting caliber quarterback. You could say he's more upside than Kenny Pickett. I'm not going to go as far as there right now. He's got more upside than Mason Rudolph, but I still do like. Mr. Miski gets a bad rep. deserves to be a starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. Is deserves to be a starting quarterback in the NFL for a long time, in my opinion. Next quarterback on this list, James Winston, But Okay. My didn't know last week was James Winston, his last pass attempt of his first six seasons in the NFL have all been a touchdown for either his team or other team. James Winston's a funny guy. He had a good season last year up until his last game. They probably couldn't have made the playoffs if he played the whole entire season. Pates Mill came in, didn't do so well. James Winston's a good quarterback. Oh, no, everybody. And James Winston comes back in the AC out there. Has a good season this year, in my opinion. James Winston has a good season. James Winston gets a bad rep. And I think his good season this year. We're going to have to wait and see. That's my pick. Now, last quarterback in this list, his NFC South rival... Baker Mayfield to bay. Now, Tom Brady thinks, huh, Falcons, they're not good this year. Saints, they're not good this year. Panthers, they're not good this year. We're going to 6-0 all these teams. We're going to win every single game against these teams this season. We're going to go 6-0 in our division. Not so fast, Tom Brady. Not so fast. I really think Baker Mayfield and James Winston both have good seasons. Baker Mayfield, one of the highest coach, was amazing his rookie season, not so good his second season. His third season played amazing which we all saw. And that was his fourth season last year. He gets arguably half the best arm in the NFL. He arguably has the most strong arm in the NFL. You saw him make that. He has the record for longest thrown pass in the air against the Ravens on Monday Night Football a couple years ago. Remember that crazy Monday Night Football game They goes to end the game? A 75 yard pass. Longest of all time. That one's to Baker Mayfield right there. But Baker Mayfield has made some great throws in the preseason. You saw that one on a rope to Robbie Anderson. So yeah, interesting stuff there. Baker Mayfield, great player. Great player in my opinion. He's going to have a good season this year. He's with. Christian McCaffrey. Now, I know I said this all last season with Sam Darnold. I said, oh, Sam Darnold's going to have a good season. He's got Christian McCaffrey now. But now Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. That's why he went number one over Sam Darnold. I truly believe that's why. That's about for these quarterbacks who are must-see TV this season. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. College football is here, but I wish I had some confetti or some throwers to play right here because college football is back, everybody, and I am so excited. It's the best sport of all time. There's no debating me on that. I am the best college football analyst you will ever meet. I know the most about college football more than anybody in the world. I'm a 14-year-old kid. I'm saying that right there. The confidence I have to say that. I'm better than Kirk Herbstreit. I'm better than Lee Corsell. I'm better than Desmond Howard. I'm better than Gus Johnson. I'm better than Matt Lennon. Anybody throw at me. I'm better than all these guys. I know my college football down pat. Let's hop into it. My college football, top 25. And it's not going to look like RJ Young's. Let's hop into it. Preseason, college football, top 25. Number one, Georgia Bulldogs. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Ohio State. Number four, Michigan. Number five, Texas A&M. Number six, Clemson. Number seven, Baylor. Number eight, Notre Dame. Number nine, Utah. Number 10, USC. Number 11, Oklahoma. Number 12, Oregon. Number 13, Michigan State. Number 14, Miami. Number 15, Arkansas. Number 16, North Carolina State. 17 Texas, number 18, Wake Forest, number 19, Ole Miss, 20 Penn State, 21 UCLA, 22, Kansas State, 23, Houston, 24 Purdue. And number 25, the Tennessee Volunteers Let's break it out. Number one, I got the Georgia Bulldogs. Reigning national champions. Now what I look for in a reigning national champion to be number ranked number one the next season is do they return five stars? Do they return a good return class? Do they return good players? Yes. Do they return a starting quarterback? Stetson Bennett is returning. Yes, they returned talent on the offensive line. Yes, they returned tight ends. Yes, Arik Gilbert, who's coming back this year, who didn't play one snap last season for the Georgia Bulldogs, ranked the highest tight end of all time coming out of high school. Highest ranked tight end of all time coming out of high school was Arik Gilbert. He's back on the roster this year. You got Darnell Washington back on the roster this year. You got Brock Bowers, who won best tight end in college football last year, back on the roster. So you have Brock Bowers. Best tight end in college football, arguably, on the roster. You have a Reed Gilbert, maybe the best tight end of all time on the roster. And you have Darnell Washington Jr., former five-star, on the roster. That's wild stuff right there. This is a very good Georgia football team. Yes, they lost Jermaine Burden. Yes, they lost a lot of talent. I like the Georgia Bulldogs team. They're number one. Number two, I have Alabama here because Alabama's just a good team. Everybody, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, just a good squad right here. Ohio State's going to be number three. They were trying so much down. Now, my Michigan Wolverines at number four. I really think my Michigan Wolverines is just going to be amazing this year. But Jim Harbaugh made his quarterback decision. We're going to talk about that later. But so much going on with Michigan Wolverines right now. I got them at number four. Clemson, I put them at number six. DJ Ungle lost a lot of weight this summer. Will Shipley's going to be back maybe the next Christian McCaffrey. He's a good player. So I have them at number six. Number nine, I had Utah. Utah, I'm not as high as them as some people are. You're going to see my pick in the Utah-Florida game later on in the episode We're 12 at Oklahoma. So I'm going to give... Oregon that slight edge over Oklahoma right here. I know I messed up a little bit earlier, but I think I have Oregon at number 11. And I have Oklahoma at number 12. Oregon number 11 going up against number one Georgia in my eyes this week in Atlanta for that Chick-fil-A kickoff neutral site game. That's gonna be an interesting week one game. But Bo Nicks officially announced Oregon starter. Miami at number 14. Miami's a good squad. Tyler Vendek, who I really like this team. They have a favorable schedule going into the season. I know they play Texas A&M week three. That's their chance to default into the top five, whatever it might be. Miami at number 14. Number 17, Texas. The AP doesn't even have Texas ranked. I really like this Texas team. Bijan Robinson, Quinn Ewers. It's their time, everybody. Texas, number 17. 22, UCLA. UCLA returns Dorian Thompson Robinson as a fourth-year starter. Actually, maybe even fifth. They return Zach Charbonnet. Senior running back from my Michigan Wolverines. He was hit a good season for them last year. They returned a lot of talent on the defense. And thompson Ronson does terrible. They got Ethan Garbers off the bench. He can play pretty well. So UCLA comes down number 21. Kansas State, number 22. I talked about Adrian Martinez in that earlier. It's rounded out, number 24, Purdue, and number 25, Tennessee. Two really good teams in my eyes. I'm giving Purdue that edge over Tennessee because that bowl game they had last year, which went down to the wire, the Music City Bowl were the best bowl games I've seen in a while. What a bowl game now is, but Purdue gets that slay edge over Tennessee. Purdue gets a tough match this weekend against Penn State. We're actually on Friday. Friday night. That'll be interesting to see right there. That's about for my top 25, here, but stay tuned to watch the Games of the Week prediction by me in College Ball Showcase. Stay tuned. let's hop into the second part of College Ball Showcase, the Games of the Week. Now, traditionally, I'll pick, like, the top two Games of the Week and then maybe a few upset picks in there. But it's Week 1, everybody. There's so many amazing games. I'm gonna pick all of them right here. Let's hop into it. Games of the Week for Week 1. Now, I'm gonna start out with my upset picks, but they're aimed at our friends of Las Vegas, if you know what I mean. So the first one I got right here, the Backyard Brawl, West Virginia versus Pittsburgh. Give me West Virginia plus 7.5. Interesting matchup rate. Right <laughs> JT Daniels versus Keen Slovis. Let me give you some background here. 2019 college ball season, JT Daniels starts season opener, first Fresno State tears his ACL. Keen Slovis takes over for the rest of the season, balls out. JT Daniels loses the quarterback down to Keen Slovis, spring ball. Job gets handed over to Keen Slovis. J T Daniels transfers over to Georgia. Many people thought J T Daniels was much better than Keen Slovis. Now J T Daniels over at West Virginia. Things didn't go so well for him last season at Georgia. I think he really just got messed up over there and didn't deserve what happened to him. But Keen Slovis had a rough season last year at USC. Got replaced by Jackson Dart. Dante Williams pulled the plug in Keen Slovis. So now you got West Virginia versus Pittsburgh, the backyard brawl. West Virginia's got all these alternate uniforms going. I think West Virginia might even win this game. Give me West Virginia. Plus seven and a half, right here. That's one of my upset picks of the week. Now, North Carolina State versus Eastern Carolina. Devin Leary, good quarterback. This one is going to happen. North Carolina State, minus 11 and a half versus Eastern Carolina. Lock it in. Now, last one right here. North Carolina versus Appalachian State. North Carolina balled out last so week against gets four to eight Quarterback, Luke Drake May, actually. Played last week for North Carolina against Florida A&M, dropped five touchdowns. Brother of Luke May, who you might know, dropped that game-winner for North Carolina a couple years ago in the lead eight, versus Kentucky, so one of the best North Carolina basketball players of the past 10 years. His brother is now the quarterback for North Carolina, and he beat out a five-star quarterback in Jacoby Criswell for this job, so Drake May is the real deal of, Drake May in North Carolina, minus one, versus Appalachian State. Now, I picked Miami, minus five last year against Appalachian State. Didn't go so well for me, but this one's gonna go well for me right here. Drake May and North Carolina, minus one, versus Appalachian State. Appalachian State going down this week. Give me Drake May and North Carolina, minus one. Now, the games of the week here, but we're going to pick the games, the top games of the week. Let's hop into it. First one, Friday night, under the lights, Penn State versus Purdue. But this is an interesting matchup right here. I really like Aiden O'Connell. I really think Aiden O'Connell could be one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. But Sean Clifford's going to his sixth year. This defense is experienced there, by they're running the ball well. I think they're going to have a good season this year. If Sean Clifford can't do much, they have the number one quarterback recruit in the 2022 class in Drew Larve by coming off the bench. He beat out Christian Velou for that backup spot. So I got Sean Clifford in the Penn State Ninley Lads winning this matchup versus... Purdue, Bullmakers there, Purdue's going to have a good season, but I think they lose week one to Penn State and have a very close one. Maybe if a game-winning field goal, which you have to wait and see, Penn State wins this one. Now, Cincinnati versus Arkansas, but Arkansas is a good team. They lost Trey they lost a lot of talent, but they bring back quarterback K.J. Jefferson and they bring back offensive coordinator Kendall Browse. two of the most things you want to look for in team. Maybe three of the teams you want to look for in team is a returning head coach, a returning offensive coordinator, a returning quarterback, Arkansas does all that right here. Arkansas wins this matchup. I'm sorry, Cincinnati. You're returning a your head coach. You lost Desmond Ritter, so that's tough right there. And offensive coordinator isn't so amazing. So, Cincinnati does not win this matchup versus Arkansas. I really think Arkansas blows them out of water pretty early in this one. Arkansas beats Cincinnati. Now, Houston versus UTSA. UTSA, oh, how they had the miracle season last year. They lost a lot of time. They did not do well in their bowl game against San Diego State, really the only real team they played all season. So that's why I'm taking Houston this matchup a lot, hype around Houston this season. I'm not buying into all of it. So Houston beats UTSA close though. I don't think they have a 12-win miraculous season. Maybe they get eight or nine wins, but not a 12-win season. Houston over UTSA right here. Now USF versus BYU. BYU has atrociously hard schedule. schedules. They play Oregon, they play USC, they play so many hard teams. If there's one team in the group of five that gets into the playoff this year, it's going to be BYU. BYU might even get to the playoff with two losses. That's how hard their schedule is right here. But USF pulls off the upset versus BYU. Jeff Scott, head coach of USF, former Clemson offensive coordinator, Now they have Gary Bohannon coming over from Baylor. Gary Bohannon was amazing for Baylor last year. He won every single game for them except for that Big 12 championship game. Really got done wrong right there. He won them the Sugar Bowl. He won them all those games. He beat all those amazing tapes. He beat. Oklahoma for them. But then Blake Shapin comes in, which this is a tough situation right here for Gary Bohannon. Maybe like a Kelly bryant trevor Lawrence type situation where Blake Shapin maybe is the more talented guy, but Gary Bohan's a good player. I was, I was really surprised to see Gary Bohan had to go down to the group of five. Gary Bohan is a really great quarterback. He's a power five-level quarterback. USF pulls off the upset versus BYU. Sorry, Jaron Hall. USF Bulls win this one. Florida State LSU Sunday night under the lights. Okay, a lot of great coaches started out their 10 with a new team with a loss. Jim Harbaugh did it. Nick Saban did it. Brian Kelly does it. Florida State beats LSU in this matchup. It's their time, everybody. Joshua Corbin's back. Jordan Travis is back. Mike Norvell's back. They looked so good last week. I got them pulling off the upset. Now, I don't know who else this quarterback is going to be yet. Is it going to be Jay Nails? Is it going to be Garrett Newsmeyer? We're just going to have to wait and see. Other way, Florida State takes him down. Seminoles win versus LSU on Sunday night. Oregon versus Georgia everybody. bite. This is a neutral site game. Right before I pick the game of the week. Maybe the second best game of the week. I got. Georgia winning this one over Oregon. Bo Nix plays Oregon, plays Georgia all four years of his college football career. Even though he's in the Pac 12 right now, he had to move all across the country just to get crushed by Georgia again. Yes, it's going to happen again. Bo Nix and Auburn lose to Georgia yet again. Utah versus Florida. I was gone back and forth in on this one. It's Pac 12 versus SEC. It's in the swamp. You got Andy Richardson at and quarterback. You got Billy Napier starting out his tenure out Florida. You know what? I'm going to do it. Trump chomp Florida wins this one versus Utah. Cameron is a fake quarterback. Enley Richardson's Heisman caliber. Andy Richardson in and the 40 gears Take uh, Utah, lock in there, everybody. Now, my Michigan Wolverines versus Colorado State. Come on, it's Michigan, everybody. You know why I'm picking this. Michigan's my favorite team. Kay McNamara's going to start the game. J.J. McCarthy's going to start week two. I think Michigan might even get 50 points in the first half. The first half spread for Michigan is minus 15 and a half. That's a lock of the century. By minus 15 and a half, Michigan in the first half, you can lock it in. They can do that against any Big Ten opponent, including Ohio State, in my opinion. Michigan takes down Colorado State in this matchup. Now, the game of the week. Notre Dame versus Ohio State. Tyler Buckner starting his game at quarterback for Notre Dame. You got Marcus Freeman... First game, real head game as a head coach in our game. They had the game last year against Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. But that was a bowl game. Missing a lot of players. Kyle Hampton dropped out. It's going to be a good game. I think Tyler Buckner and Michael Meyer have that connection. Michael Meyer, one of the best tight ends of college football. Probably number two behind Brock Bowers right now. They could put Eric All there at number three Michigan tight end. But just a really good tight end, Michael Meyer. This is a good defense. But I think the talent they lost... Third Dave losing Kyle Hampton, losing a few receivers. I think it's gonna be close though. Give me Ohio State thirty seven to twenty eight. Pays me to say it. The Buckeyes win over Notre Dame. This is just a tough game for me right here. I'm a Michigan fan. Notre Dame's our second biggest rival. Ohio State's our first biggest rival. So that's just tough right there. I'm not really rooting for either team in this game. Just an interesting game to watch as a college football fan in perspective. I think as a member of media, I would call myself a college football analyst. I would say Ohio State takes this win. Jack Smith and Jigba puts put some crazy numbers. I have Notre Dame losing to Ohio State in week one. That's about the college ball showcase this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, for those of you who don't know it, I've never talked about tennis on the show, but I love playing tennis. I play tennis all the time. I love watching tennis. I just don't really talk about it because tennis doesn't really bring views, and I never do it. We're always on hiatus when Wimbledon happens. We're not really doing episodes when French Open happens. We're doing episodes when Australian Open comes out and the U.S. Open comes out, and I usually give predictions for that. But I'm going to give my predictions for the U.S. Open right here. Here are some players who I think have a good U.S. Open. Maybe not win it, I'll give my winner then. Here are some players who may make the quarterfinals, semifinals, so the U.S. Open. Hubert... Herkaraz, who really just played amazing in the Montreal Open, beat me Kyrgios. He has an amazing serve on clay, on hard court, on any first surface you put him on. I really think Hubert, just amazing player. Got yeah, Yannick Sinner out of Italy. He upset Carlos Alcaraz in the second round of Wimbledon. Maybe he can do it again. Maybe he can have another great U.S. Open. Carlos Alcaraz obviously broke onto the scene last year at the U.S. Open against the quarterfinals. He beat Novak Djokovic this year. He beat Rafael Nadal this year. Rafael Nadal still in this tournament. Novak Djokovic not. This tournament is up for the taking, everybody. airplay. Alexander Zverev isn't doing it. Taylor Fritz lost round one. Stefano Sissipas lost round one. Dominic Thiem, 2020 U.S. Open winner, lost round one. So... So for Open right now. I think Nick Kyrgios can really have a shot at this. Andre Rublev can have a shot at it. But I think the person who really wins it is Daniel Medvedev. It's his first tournament in what seems like ages. He couldn't do Wimbledon. He couldn't do the French Open. I forget if he did the Australian Open or not because of all the Russia stuff going on right now. But Daniil Medvedev is one of the top test players in the world. I think he's ranked number one right now. Neil Medvedev won the U.S. Open last year over Novak Djokovic. I think he wins it again this year over to Rafa Nadal. Rafa Nadal is an amazing player. Based around the half-gas, it's tough to see Rafa Nadal running that gas, kind of like that stretch he had 2013-2017 with zero grand slams. Nick Kyrgios, another player to watch out for right here, what a match he had against the Thonis, uh Coca-Cola other night, his buddy. But Nick Kyrgios has that bullet surf. He's one of the, he's maybe the most talented tennis player of all time. Just attitude stuff with him. But my winner for US Open, double-time champion, I have not winning yet again, Daniil Medvedev over Rafa Nadal, US Open. Nick Kyrgios can maybe make the sun finals against Daniil Medvedev, but I think he loses right there. Those are my US Open picks. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, the best for last question this week's question is, who's the better season? USC or Oklahoma? Make a preseason prediction right here. Lincoln Riley obviously left Oklahoma for USC. Caleb Williams obviously left Oklahoma for USC. Alex Grinch obviously left Oklahoma for USC. But Oklahoma brought some talent. They brought in Venables. They brought in Dylan Gabriel. But they brought in some good quarterback, young talent. They brought in a great recruiting class. But who has a better season? USC or Oklahoma? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's powerful question this week. That's the power of the score of sports. The Frank, S number 89. they for tuning in. Follow scored sports on Instagram at scored sports. Follow scored sports on Twitter at Sports. Follow scored sports on TikTok at scored sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, view for the best sports content in the world. And I am the best college football analyst in the country. Stay tuned. We'll be back here next week, episode 90. Stay tuned.